Welcome to the Food Therapy Podcast, where we talk honestly and openly about mental health, diet culture BS, and food freedom. We're your co-hosts. I'm Brittany Modell, owner of Brittany Modell Nutrition and Wellness. And I'm Lauren Sharp, owner of Empower Method Nutrition. We are food freedom registered dietitians who have struggled with mental health, poor body image, and disordered eating behaviors. We are on a mission to dismantle diet culture, normalize conversations around mental health, and empower you as you heal your relationship with food and your body. Let's get talking. Hello, and welcome back to the Food Therapy Podcast. Today, we are chatting all about weight loss, but more specifically that it's okay if you want to lose weight. So I think when you are exposed to the intuitive eating process, a lot of times it's like, okay, but I can't do this because I still want to lose weight. And Brittany and I today just want to talk about normalizing that it's okay that you want to lose weight and it's normal, but you can still adopt intuitive eating, not primarily for weight loss, but you can still move on with the process and not have to focus on your weight. Yeah. So going along with that, you know, the normalization of it, the truth is given the society and the culture we live in, we do value the thin ideal. We meaning like the collective society. And so if that is something that is deemed as this positive thing and as the goal, then of course it makes sense as to why you would want to lose weight. But we also want to think about, you know, is it the weight that you want or is it what weight loss brings? And so I have like an interesting little prompt. And I actually initially had seen this on Alyssa Rumsey's page, but I actually think it initially came from Margit Berman, but there was an experiment. And so choice A was you lose weight, but everything else stays the same. Your health, clothes, body image, self-esteem. Choice B is your weight stays the same, but you get everything that you think weight loss brings, which means your health, clothes, body image, self-esteem. So oftentimes when clients say, well, I just really want to lose weight because then I'll have better body image or then I'll have improved self-esteem. Is it the weight loss or is it the things that we truly believe that weight loss brings? Yeah. And under all of that, even further, it's like, what are you seeking if you're seeking confidence? Okay. Why are you seeking confidence? Are you not being accepted for who you are and part of your life? Do you really want to feel wanted? Like, what is it really that you're seeking? Because there are ways that you can feel those things in your life without it having to be solely focused on weight loss. And I love the saying of like, if you are looking for external validation all of your life, you are, you're never going to get that validation, right? You need to get that validation within yourself. And that validation is if you're constantly getting it from what your body looks like, your body's going to constantly change. And you're going to be on this roller coaster of self-acceptance and confidence and the whole nine. So asking yourself, what am I really seeking? And if it's maybe it's acceptance as a human, it's very normal to want to feel accepted. It's just a human thing. Like your ancestors, if they weren't accepted, 
they probably were not living. So it's very normal and it's normal to want to feel safe and feeling accepted can be part of that. So ask yourself deep down, what are you seeking and how can you incorporate that thing that you're seeking more so in your life? And you know how this all relates to intuitive eating as well. What I will say is the goal is not a weight loss diet. The goal of intuitive eating is not to shrink your body size. It's not to lose weight. That is one of three outcomes that can happen. So again, if you are eating intuitively, you can lose weight, you can gain weight, you can sustain whatever weight that you are at, but the weight piece is not part of intuitive eating. So it's really important to remember that because sometimes people will say like, well, you know, I want to, as you were saying, Lauren, like I really want to try intuitive eating, but I want to lose like X amount of pounds first. And the truth is you have to think about what do you want more? Do you want to live a world where you are consumed by food, thinking about food 24 seven, not even necessarily happy in your body, right? Because we know that losing weight doesn't grant us better body image. It doesn't grant us higher self-esteem. Or do you want a life where you finally feel free around food? You can travel, you can explore, you can use that brain space for things other than food and your body. And so we always ask like, you know, yes, like at the end of the day, you have full body autonomy to do whatever you want, but at what cost will that come? And so if you are actively seeking weight loss at what cost, right? Where is your relationship with food? What will that look like? How's like the flexibility? around food, your ability to socialize and be present with family and friends. Yeah. And kind of coming back just even to the title of this, it's, we wanted to create this episode because I think it is a lot of times people feel like not necessarily attacked, but they're like, this isn't fair. Like it's normal for me to want to lose weight, but why are you making me feel bad about it? And I don't think that you need to feel bad about wanting to lose weight. It's a totally normal human desire. You have been taught your entire life down to the size of your Barbie dolls, down to the things that you watched in the media. I mean, it's just crazy. The movies and the TV shows that we watch when we're little, like, you know, the popular kids look a certain way and then the nerds and whatever look a certain way. And you've been programmed this way your entire life that you need to be a certain size to be accepted and wanted. And like I was saying before, acceptance is a huge piece of like human psychology. So it's very normal that you want to lose weight. But I will say that I don't know a statistic, but most of the people that go through the process of intuitive eating would not go back because they see at what cost their life was being affected with weight loss beforehand. So for example, even if I have a bad body image day, I am not like, I need to go back to what I was doing before because I know that I was a miserable human before to the point where I wasn't even realizing it and I didn't even know what was possible for me. So remembering that you have to trust the process. And at first, if you're really feeling like still really want weight loss, trust the process. See if you can get to a point where you are realizing, oh my gosh, there is so much more to life. And then you likely will not ever want to go back. Yeah. And I want to say one thing too, not everyone is going to be ready for intuitive eating just yet. Right. So there was a point in time where for me personally, I could not 
put the weight piece to the side. I was like, I'm sorry, I just want to lose weight and I will do whatever I can to get there. So for about a year or two, I actually deleted Instagram accounts where dietitians were promoting intuitive eating. I kind of took my intuitive eating book, put it onto the bookshelf and I was like, I'm not ready. And then I got to the point where I basically hit diet rock bottom. I felt so utterly out of control around food. I found myself gaining more weight. You know, I just did not feel happy. And I was like, this is not working. So I'm saying this because not everyone will be ready to kind of place the idea of not controlling your weight to the side. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I actually had a client come to me and I basically said to her, I'm like, you're not ready for this type of work yet. But when you are, I want you to call me and I want to see you again. And guess what? Six months later, she finally hit her rock bottom and she was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And we've been working together for probably eight months now. And so I say this because even if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm just not there yet, that's okay too. But just start to have, you know, continue to follow those intuitive eating accounts, start to read more about this type of work. And over time, when you hit your rock bottom or you have that aha moment, this work will be here for you to return to. Yep. And I totally had a very similar experience because it was like this radical idea to me that like, what you, you might gain weight. That's the most unhealthy thing I could ever do for myself. And, you know, through a lot of education and teaching myself things about intuitive eating, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I can get behind this. And it took me a long time to be ready for that. Like you said, you have to hit that diet bottom. You have to realize like, I cannot live like this anymore Mm -hmm. to take the leap or at least just realize that your life is, you know, you have so much more to live for. Yes. And something too. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I just, I don't know yet if I'm ready to give that up. Something that I found really helpful is creating a cost benefit analysis. And so list out the cost of continuing to diet, continuing to seek out intentional weight loss. And then also like the benefits of dieting, because there are some benefits. Some people like having that structure and some people like having that stability, but we have to acknowledge like that structure and that stability is very short-lived. And then it continues to make us feel once again, out of control around food. And then maybe create another cost benefit analysis for food freedom. And what are some of the benefits, you know, being able to travel, being able to be present, trying new food, just not thinking about food 24 seven and actually trusting your body. And then if there are any costs there too, right, it can feel scary to try something new. And what I think is so interesting is throughout our lives, nobody tells us there is an alternative to not lose weight. So some people are like, wait, like I don't have to actively seek out weight loss. Like I could actually eat the things that I want to eat. And that's, what's so great about this work and why Laura and I are honestly so passionate about it because people will leave us and leave throughout this work and just learn to feel more self-compassion and happier and not feel like they constantly have to change. And so, yeah, I just wanted to add that little piece because I do think it's really important to just start to list out some of the reasons. Sometimes we don't even realize how much our lives are being impacted by our obsession with food. 
Yeah. And something I have my clients do too. I love the cost benefit analysis, but I also have them kind of reflect on the diets that they've done and think about, okay, first of all, how many have I done? What does it say about diets that I've done so many? Why couldn't I stick to one? And what are, you can do pros or cons of each diet, but you can also ask yourself, okay, did I get results from this? If so, how long did those results even last? Because obviously you're here now for a reason, right? So again, like Brittany was saying, you know, it's hard to conceptualize it sometimes. Sometimes we don't even realize it. So kind of taking a step back and building your awareness around, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for how many years of my life? I don't want to be that grandma that's, you know, weighing her food or saying that she can't have cake at dinner after dinner or whatever it is. Right. So reminding yourself of those things and asking yourself where you want your relationship with food to be and what you want that to look like. Maybe you even do like a dream scenario, right? You just journal out what your dream scenario around food looks like. And then, you know, a lot of times you get to a place where you're like, well, I have no idea how to get there. And that's when you can pop into our DMs and we will be happy to guide you there. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing I wanted to mention too, is it can be really hard to not seek out weight loss when it feels like the entire world is on a diet. And so when I mentioned following other people who are like-minded on social media can really make you feel supported and make you feel like you're not alone in this. And obviously working with me or with Lauren or other intuitive eating dietitians or other registered dietitians who focus on this work, it can make you feel less alone and more seen. So there are going to be times where you might feel triggered and you might say to yourself, well, you know, Lucy went and lost weight and Jackie lost weight. Like, should I be trying to lose weight? And that's really normal but we have to return to your why. Why are you doing this work? Why is this work important to you? And as Lauren was saying with the visualization, like what do you want for your life? Do you want a life where you are thinking about food 24/7 or do you want a life where you can truly feel free around food and be able to look back and say like I have no regrets? Because food really, it should add to our lives. It's something that we need to survive. Like the fact that it's even become what it is, is still mind boggling to me. And it's just all in the way that our culture and our society has painted this picture of like what food can do to our bodies, whether it's in the negative way of like, this food is so bad, or it's in the extreme other way where it's like food is medicine, you know, your body is a temple, you know, all of that kind of language when really it should just be in between because at the end of the day, you can't control your health. You can control certain factors. You can control certain individual healthful behaviors, but you can control, I think there's like 36% of your health is determined by individual behaviors. So meaning 36% of your health is due to how you take care of yourself. And the rest of it is really not in our control. So when you think of the big picture of things, what you're eating. Yes, we want to feel good. But at the end of the day, that cookie that you had after dinner is not going to make a difference. Also, I was reading an excerpt in, I think it was the Dallas News. I don't know, somewhere online. And it was about this man that was 112 years old. And he started every day with his cigar sitting on his porch. His biggest concern was the weather. And if the weather wasn't good, he couldn't sit on his porch for the day. He smoked 12 cigars a day. He started every morning with a cinnamon bun and multiple cups of coffee, each with three spoons of sugar in them. He ended his day with a glass of whiskey and a Coca-Cola. 
So that just shows you that you cannot determine the longevity of your life. Uh, you know, food and exercise, not the end all be all. And I'm sure you got, this is kind of shifting into a health conversation now, but at the end of the day, I'm sure, you know, somebody that's like the picture of health and they had unfortunate health outcomes, you know? So you just, your life is not worth constantly worrying about these things. Yes. And something one of my clients said that I loved was, I want food to be part of my life. I don't want food to be my whole life. And that's the point, right? We want people to enjoy food. Like I know Laura and I both love to eat. We don't want it to be our only thought of the day. We don't want to be so consumed by it, but we want to be able to enjoy it and you know, honor that hunger and eat foods that are satisfying. So I just love that because I really feel like that speaks to a lot of the work that we do. We literally just had to pause recording because we were both low energy. We were like, we need to eat lunch. Lauren looks at me. She's like, have you eaten lunch yet? I'm like, why? Can you tell that my my energy is really low. She's like, no, but I haven't eaten yet. And I'm hungry. So we paused 15 minutes, went and got food and we feel a hundred percent. I mean, I at least feel so much better. I mean, I yeah. almost set off my fire alarm with my salmon burning, but it's fine. <laughs> it was still really good. But yeah, so we hope this conversation helps. And really the point is to normalize, like if you're listening to this and you're interested in intuitive eating, but you also want to lose weight, we want to normalize that. Of course you want to lose weight. We live in a very fat phobic society. We live in a society that really idolizes the thin ideal. So it makes sense why you want that level of acceptance, but we want to definitely challenge you and ask like, you know, at what cost will you get that? And even if you do lose the weight, it doesn't mean that every Every single thing in your life will be perfect. So we wanted to leave you with that. And we would love to hear back from you and let us know if this resonates. Yes. Let us know. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Food Therapy. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please subscribe, hit download, and share it with your community. We value your feedback. If you feel inspired, please leave a review. Let us know what you've learned and what you would like to hear next. All information about this episode will be linked in our show notes. New episodes of Food Therapy come out every Sunday, but you can stay connected with Food Therapy all week long by following us on Instagram at Food Therapy Pod. As a disclaimer, this podcast should not replace therapy or working with a registered dietitian. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.